0: So Many Bits is brought to you in part by the Second Wind Collective. For more quality podcasts like this one, please navigate to secondwindcollective.com for more info. Again, that's secondwindcollective.com. Bill Nielsen, and as always, I'm joined by Cliff Murphy. Cliff, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. This week, we're going to be going a little bit away from what we usually do. We'll be doing a retrospecticus on the TurboGrafx-16. And just as we mentioned before, uh, Cliff and I both owned this growing up, so we have an <laughs> an unusual, pained shared memory of our video game childhoods.
1: Yeah, it's really it's really uh quite interesting is that there are you know all your friends when you're growing up are either going to be Nintendo people or they're going to be Sega people and then you have <laughs> you have all of your favorite TurboGrafx 16 games and then it's just odd to discover that somebody else was, you know, a TurboGrafx 16, you know, family.
0: Right, like I didn't know anyone else who owned a TurboGrafx. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let alone someone who had played so many different games upon it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, let's <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about contemporary games. Uh, Cliff, is there anything you've played since the last episode?
1: Uh, mostly what I've been playing is just sort of a continuation off of what I was playing previously. I've still been playing a lot of the older sort of classic games. I guess more of the TurboGrafx-16 games uh, in anticipation of uh, this specific podcast. So I've been doing that. Um And I don't think there's been too many other games, video games, I mean, I've been playing. Um, I have been playing some other games. I still play a lot of, uh, still playing, you know, boards and card games and that sort of stuff. And I just picked up a copy of Android Netrunner. I'm very, very excited for this. Um, Android Netrunner is a card game that was designed by the same guy who did Magic the Gathering and it was released by Fantasy Flight Games. And in Android Netrunner, uh, one group plays as a corporation and the other group plays as a hacker that's trying to get in and steal information from the corporation. And so I'm very excited to do this because uh, the game is really, really good and uh, it just it seems cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard good things and I, that's one of the many, many board games I would love to Get out and try at some point
1: Yeah, it's uh, It seems pretty neat um, My only problem so far is that I have Yet to convince too many people To try and play it with me <laughs> I have a friend of mine I went over to his place and we played And it was really, uh, that was a really good, uh, really good time But now I'm kind of like sitting down and I'm like, I just want to like sit down and play this game a lot <laughs> You know <laughs> So, But I haven't really had a chance to do it But I'm sure I will at some point So I'll fill you in how it goes
0: Please do. Yeah, I'd mm-hmm. like to know more about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as for myself, I, I've been playing a lot of TurboGrafx-16 games in preparation for this episode, but I mm-hmm. also found a lot of time to play Splatoon.
1: Ah, yeah, that just came out,
0: didn't it? It did, it did. It came out, I believe, on Friday. Uh, so this is as close as we're going to get, I think, to like covering a new game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: that's that's pretty close. <laughs> um, so uh, Splatoon, released by Nintendo on the Wii U, and as far as I know, it's just uh, it's kind of like a third-person shooter game. From the videos that I've seen, it has it kind of reminds me a lot of uh, something like Ratchet and Clank.
0: I think there's some of that uh, spirit there. It's far different from most other shooters, and that's bright and colorful. And there's kind of mm-hmm. like a there's kind of like a punk rock like a, a slight punk rock feel to it with the music and the way the characters just like walk and animate sure, sure and it is a cooperative team based shooter but instead of deathmatch the main mode is turf wars Okay. where all your weapons make paint, or I guess ink really, and you need to splatter all the walls and the floors of the arena with as much ink as you can, and your ink will stay there as unless it's overwritten by the other team's ink Okay. And then while your ink is on the ground, you can move through it. You can transform into a squid. You can move at a very high speed through the ink. So it's advantageous to have as much down as possible so you can move around. And you're also hidden. You you submerge beneath the floor while you're
1: under. Mm-hmm. So it makes it difficult to hit you as well.
0: Exactly, yes.
1: And then at the end of the round, uh, do you get scores or... <laughs> Do you get scores? (laughs) Um, Do you, uh, is your score based, or rather who wins, based on who has covered the arena most in their own brand of ink?
0: Yeah, yeah, it it takes a percentage of the entire arena, and whoever Mm. has more coverage wins. It doesn't even consider kills and deaths or anything like that. But you can,
1: you can kill and die, though, right? Like, that's an option that you have.
0: Yes, yeah, and you, you want a mix of people who are covering and... a. Other people who are harassing the other team, you mm-hmm. don't want people doing all of one or all of the other because then it's pretty it's pretty tough.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. Well that's cool. That sounds awesome. Um Are there other modes as well too? Are there things like Capture the Flag or like King of the Hill sort of stuff or um
0: so right now, there's just the one mode, and on Monday, they opened up Ranked Play, which was, it's only available to level 10 players or above, though, and I was at level 7, so I didn't have a chance to try it
1: yet. But, Damn. Damn those <laughs> bastards. <that> was,
0: <laughs> it's tough. It's it's a, it, you know, weighed me down at work a lot today, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: although, there are going to be more modes coming out later. What they appear to be doing, what they appear to be doing, is uh, they're going to roll out progressively more modes, more stages, more weapons and gear throughout the summer. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and I guess over time they'll build up the the library of available options because right now it is a little bit sparse. There's only there's only <laughs> five maps, and then at at that only two are available at any given time.
1: Well, they, there's only two of these maps are available at any given time. How does that work?
0: So, like on a four-hour uh, timer, they rotate the maps. Oh,
1: okay. So there's like a see.
0: there's like a skate park and a warehouse, and then that might rotate. And then there's a, like a mall and a different kind of
1: warehouse. <laughs> and then a different kind of mall. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, that's odd. And then there's an uh, Albu not... Stacy, with a hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, she does have a hat. Um, that's, well, that's. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I like the idea of everything being open to the player at all times, but uh, is there some sort of advantage to doing that? I guess it would force people to kind of look at all the different levels or play the different levels on a more regular basis.
0: I think it's an attempt to consolidate the playlist and make it as for as many players as possible, as easy as possible to get into games.
1: Hmm. Okay. I get, well, that that would certainly go along with Nintendo's main, like, company philosophy, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, like, that ease of accessibility, uh, I mean, it seems to be one of their big goals here. There's, I mean, one nice thing, though, is that while it's easy to access, it's not... I didn't find it as hand-holdy as other Nintendo games. Really? Yeah, like, uh, it gives you a tutorial at right when you boot up the game at first, it's like, are you a boy or a girl?
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's so many hard decisions.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, it walks (laughs) you in with an easy one. But then (laughs) after that, um, you just get a two-minute tutorial about the controls, like how things Mm -hmm. work. And then after that, they drop you in the lobby and they're like, all right, you're good to go. Hmm. Hmm. And like, I was impressed by their restraint because there's a single-player mode, but they don't actually mention that. They say like, Uh, There is the lobby over there. You can go up there to get into a multiplayer match. Don't go over there because there's something weird over there. (laughs) And then there's that old dude over there. You can talk to him, and the old dude has the single-player missions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So there's just totally unclear, completely uh, placing the entire focus on the multiplayer then. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and Mm -hmm. the biggest part of that, I would say, is... uh, it populates the lobby with a bunch of other players Mm -hmm. and you can have like a signature or you can have a piece of artwork that you've drawn using the wii u tablet
1: Hmm, that's nice
0: and some of the art is really good yeah like really really good and nice yeah and and some of it's like there are a lot of really really bad (laughs) well there is some of that too uh there are there's a lot of uh memes, especially about Squidward going on right now?
1: Yeah, I think I've seen a few of those on Reddit. <laughs> but that's, hey, there's it's a game full of squids, so he's gonna make an appearance, I'm sure.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and like, there's uh, an oddly recurring squid Hank Hill.
1: <laughs> well, that's about time. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. That's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, Nintendo finally got our letters. <laughs> that's good. Um, but uh, in terms of the gameplay, in terms of like how it is, how fun it is and that sort of stuff, it's good? You enjoying it all?
0: Yes, yeah. It's, it's fun. After this, I'm probably going to play a little bit more.
1: Probably going to play some more. Beautiful. I'm going to sit here and look at all of my Netrunner cards, which I have put into a binder. <laughs> 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 so we all got things to do, is what I'm saying.
0: It sounds like it. I think we both are living. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're living. It's very, very busy nights ahead of us. Living the dream.
0: Rich, vivid lives. That's it. Rich,
1: vivid lives. Yes. Excellent.
0: And so, with that,
1: uh... let's talk about TurboGrafx. Let's, let's do that. It, yeah. So, the TurboGrafx uh, 16 named for its 16 bits Uh, was released when was it released it was back in the 80s sometime early 80s somewhere around there maybe around 85 something like that
0: so the PC Engine uh, which is the Japanese name for it came out in 1987
1: oh so I was not very
0: close (laughs) give or take a couple years maybe
1: okay I probably should have just
0: looked that up first (laughs) (laughs) and the TurboGrafx-16 came out in North America in 1989
1: okay all right. Um, now this was uh, this was even just looking at pictures of this system takes me back. Um, is like I think that it was being marketed on the fact that it had like it had it was supposed to have like more advanced graphics or something like that or more advanced sort of processing speeds. I think something along those lines. But when I look at it, I can't. It's hard not to think that it looks like just a super like out of date thing.
0: <laughs> well, see, uh, part of that was. At the time, because of the video game crash in the early 80s, there was mm-hmm. a move away from making systems that looked like toys. Ah, okay. So, like, when the, the Famicom first comes out in Japan, have you seen a picture of the original Famicom?
1: Uh, I haven't, but I will look it up right now.
0: To summarize for the, the listener who cannot see our picture, <laughs> uh, it's, it's brightly colored. It has red stripes, it's got a white look on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have seen this. Uh, Mostly just in the color scheme there. It's kind of got like a gold and red kind of theme to it.
0: Right, exactly. And, I mean, it's something that sticks out. And when they were bringing the Nintendo to the United States, they wanted to get away from the idea that it was a toy. And that's why it's called the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm, I see. And as a further consequence of that, they remodeled the the Famicom and made it into that kind of gray... Boxy thing that looks mm-hmm. more at home alongside like a black Magnavox VCR and your black Magnavox TV. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Less less goofy, silly looking.
0: Right. Exactly. And I and I think that's the same idea here with the Turbo Graphics. It looks more at home in an entertainment center along with your other media devices.
1: Yeah, I I could see that. It does kind of have a like sort of like a sleek presentation to it. Right, it's kind of neat and simple in the front. There's just one controller port on it, uh, but the thing that looks really antiquated about it, I guess, is just the the card slot like reader, I guess, in the front. Right, when the other games had, uh, when other game systems had like some sort of concealed like flap or something like that, the Turbo Graphics just has this open slot where you just kind of insert the game chip into it. Which I always thought. Well, I guess maybe it. I don't know. I'm conflicted. It kind of feels super futuristic, but at the same time, it feels really like silly.
0: Well, I think you're onto something there. I definitely think their plan was to make this a state of the art system uh, because the NES is a concept. Its premise is that it's a relatively affordable video game console. It does try its best to be entertaining and show good graphics, but also it was an affordable price point. -hmm. The Turbo Graphics and the PC Engine went the other direction, trying to be as advanced as possible, as futuristic as sleek, to break away from that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you see, it's the first sixteen-bit system. It's also the first video game system ever released with a CD attachment, CD-ROM attachment.
1: Yeah, yeah, the. Just called Turbo CD or something along those lines, right? Right, Turbo. No, uh, Turbo Duo was it? Is that it? Was that it?
0: It's both actually. There, there was (laughs) a. Well, you could buy the Turbo (laughs) Graphics CD separately, or later on they released the Turbo Duo, which included both.
1: Mm -hmm. Now I had no idea at the time, like what the difference would be in terms of having a CD, but I recently watched a video. Of someone playing Bonk 3, Bonk's Big Adventure uh, on the original Graphics which is the chip, and then playing it on the CD as well, and the difference in graphics is there's nothing there. They look the exact same, but the difference in sound is remarkable. Like, the sound on the for the CD version is way more detailed, way more in-depth, and I guess that just owes to the additional space that they had with the CD format.
0: That's right, yeah, and uh, as part of the preparation for this, I went on to the Wii Virtual Console, and I... I Bought uh, Lords of Thunder.
1: Lords of Thunder. I d- I never played Lords of Thunder. It's it,
0: well. It's for the CD, and it okay. It's available. It was for uh, like 800 Wii points.
1: Ooh, so slightly more expensive. <laughs> right,
0: but uh, it's a. I mean, it's a decent. I would say it's a good, like, horizontal scrolling shooter. It's got some interesting parts to it, but okay. where it really shines is that it's got this CD quality soundtrack, mm-hmm. and so that the, like that's yeah they're they're that's what they're going for with these games they figure they can have pretty good graphics and they figure that turbografx 16 already has good graphics but they can blow the competition out of the water with their sound
1: yeah I and I, I wish I had known that I mean <laughs> when it came out <laughs> when it came out originally I was two but you know I wouldn't <laughs> have been like dad let's go buy the CD upgrade but like now I can like appreciate it or I can be like oh yeah that would have been much you know cooler or something like that Um yeah, that's uh, that's really really cool. Um, it's uh, yeah, I like it. I like the system. I,
0: I liked I mean, it too. Uh, I'm not sure too many other people did, unfortunately.
1: No, it doesn't seem to, it didn't seem to have really, like, broken through I don't know what barrier I'm imagining it needs to break through or anything like that, but it never sort of achieved that big, like, mainstream popularity of anything released by Nintendo or Sega did at the time, which, as far as I know, were the two biggest competitors. Um, it seemed to kind of go off and kind of spin out into its own kind of world by itself, but it doesn't seem as though there was no real, like, sequel to the console or anything like that. I don't think that there was anything really done afterwards. As far as I know, it's the only console that was done by Hudson, wasn't it?
0: They, they tried one... Well, so uh, Hudson was the, the software developer, and NEC was, the I believe, the company that made uh, the system. Okay, all right. And, and so NEC did try and make one other unit called the PCFX. Um, okay. But it ran into a little trouble because it was released just weeks before the Sony PlayStation. Ouch. And did not sell very well, and that was
1: kind of the end of that for yeah. them. Yeah. Well, that is a shame. Uh, well, maybe it's not a shame, <laughs> but uh, but it's an interesting moment in video game history, nevertheless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I th- uh, as a, a system that tried to push the envelope, it was. One of the first... Well, actually, the first system, like I said, to be 16-bit to have a CD unit. It was doing some innovative things at the time. Like, for example, uh, I don't know if you had these controllers, but my controllers had built-in turbo and auto-fire settings.
1: Uh, Yeah, the little, like, switches up above the one and the two buttons.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Was that it? I thought that that came standard on pretty much every single one of them.
0: Yeah, I I guess so. Like, I I think... Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I was...
1: uh, I, I was... You Go ahead and make your point And then I'll add something else to that afterwards
0: <laughs> I, I think, yeah, just Originally, with the original launch They didn't have those and then they added them Or maybe, was, no, I'm sorry, it was Japan Didn't have them, and then When mm. they came out in the States as the TurboGrafx <laughs> It had the...
1: It had those as well because yeah. um, the, the thing That I was going to say is I was kind of thinking about that And, um uh, Normally, it seems as though when a game is coming out or when a system is coming out or something like that that has some sort of new like way to play, the company is going to put a lot of time and effort into including games that sort of teach you how to play or show you like different sort of features that the game has. Uh, like when the, uh, when the Wii came out, uh, Wii Sports was bundled with everything, which is a fun game, but more than anything, it's showing you all the capabilities of the motion controls of the Wii. And it happened again with the Wii U. Uh, when the Wii U was released, uh, there were lots of different games that came out with it, but I think Nintendo Land was one of the big ones that was released, because it had a whole bunch of different, like, mini-games that you could play with people that involved the gamepad that would kind of show you what the capabilities of the gamepad were, or show you different ways that you could use it, and that sort of stuff. Um, so, when I think about the uh, the Graphics, it has uh, uh, switches up above it, and uh, these switches... Control how rapidly you can push the, the 2 and one buttons, like the A and B buttons, pretty much. Um, and if the switch is turned on, like all the way up, then if you hold the button, it just rapidly, rapidly, rapidly pushes it. Um, and um, one of the first games that came out for it was the original Bonk, Bonk's Adventure. Mm-hmm. And in the game, there's a big mechanic of spinning, when you need to spin around really, 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 really rapidly. But you can really only do that if the switch is set to like the on position, so you can use the turbo feature of the controller. And so I was thinking, maybe Bonk's Adventure was sort of developed with the goal in mind of teaching people how to use these turbo controls, because so many parts of Bonk's Adventure are really, really uh, changed by being able to do that rapid spin motion. So I thought that that was maybe one of the intentions that was behind that, is they included that as a feature uh, and then made a game that had that big spin mechanic that required the use of that sort of rapid, rapid uh, button mashing, shall we say. So that's what I was thinking about.
0: Well, I mean, uh, I I think there might be something there, because I was trying to play Bonk's Revenge uh, as some some preparation, and I was having a hard time with it uh, without any turbo.
1: Yeah. Did you not? Uh, uh, you were playing on the Wii. I was playing on my PC. Oh, you're playing on your PC because on the on the Wii Virtual Console, you can like push the B button or the A button on the actual Wii remote instead of the like one and two buttons on the side, uh, and that'll actually do the turbo for you. Oh no way! Yeah, so you can you can do that and do it super super fast. But yeah, the game would be very very difficult without that rapid spin motion.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, I think there's something to the idea that that was developed perhaps with that feature in mind. Uh, it would have been nice if they packed it in with the system <laughs> instead of instead of it releasing it
1: as a separate add-on. They're like, oh man, wouldn't it be so easy if all these games had like a rapid button feature? Wait a minute, we're releasing this rapid button feature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Sony, and they're like, no, the PlayStation 3 can't have vibration in the controllers. It's simply impossible. It won't work. But in unrelated news, we are also releasing a new controller that has vibration built into it. (laughs) And now you know the rest of the story.
0: That was so frustrating uh, as a fan, because that basically sunk Factor 5 as a software company.
1: Uh, did F- F- Factor Five? I recognize that name. What did fa- What did they do?
0: What did they do? They made the Rogue Squadron games for the Nintendo the systems. Rogue Squadron games, and then they made okay. Lair, which was <laughs> going to be the big. This is oh, how this- Lair! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally. Mm-hmm. This is going to revolutionize video games, guys. You have the six-axis; you can tilt it, and your dragon tilts with you. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Crazy. It didn't revolutionize video games.
1: No, but maybe it was released so that people could learn how to do the 6-axis tilt controls. There you go. Which, as we know, were incredibly, incredibly necessary for every single game.
0: I mean, I, for one salute, are 6-axis overlords.
1: (laughs) I actually can't think, like, I can picture in my mind, like, holding the controller and tilting it, but I can't actually name a game that I would have to have done that with.
0: Coincidentally, uh, with uh, Splatoon, one of the features is that you can do motion controls.
1: Oh, in what with the with the Wii Remote?
0: With uh, the tablet.
1: Oh, okay. So you can like lift it up and uh, point and aim on the screen.
0: Uh, So, like your horizontal axis is handled by the right analog. Okay. And then your vertical axis is handled by the tilting the controller. Like a.
1: Really? Like this. Like tilting it, like, oh, like just kind of, like, yeah, tilting it. Yeah, upwards. Like tilt.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, like, uh. Like this.
1: Yeah, like you're flipping them. Well, not, not like, <laughs> yeah. a, not like. Not like shaking around. This conversation would probably be really interesting to hear. Uh, Bill went and got his uh, got his Wii U gamepad. He's just holding it up to the camera and we're demonstrating the actual direction that you're moving it around.
0: I thought it was perfectly clear before you explained it, but I think that it was well, maybe. Well, now we need now, to now we're to all, all on the it. same page. <laughs> I mean, I can't stop you.
1: No, well now you know. You know, I tried to play. We're ta- talking about Bonk's Adventure. I, for those of you that don't know, because I'm going to explain more things. That's going to be the whole thing I do tonight is explain things. Um, Bonk's Adventure. You play as a caveman named Bonk, and you have a big head. And the goal of the game is to sort of <laughs> get beat the game. It's a terrible explanation, but anyway, the way that you like attack things. I'm n- nailing it. Um, the way that you attack enemies You can't just jump on them or anything You actually need to jump and flip yourself over So you smack into enemies with your head And you can like use your head And whap into other enemies and that sort of stuff And that's how you defeat them uh, You can also jump in the air and spin around Really really fast And then you can beat enemies Doing that as well um, But uh, I tried to play it the other day when I was like, because I remember the way that I played it as a kid. I'd be like, jump in, spin rapidly in the air, fly past everything. That's how to play the game, right? And so, like, enemies would come up and, like, attack me, and I'd be like, doesn't matter, keep spinning. And I'd just fly through the game. And so I decided that I I didn't want to do that, right? No, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, like, go through and try and attack enemies and do that sort of stuff. And it was way more satisfying. (laughs) Don't Like, obviously, it's way more satisfying. But, like, as a kid, I was like, no man, I gotta just like fly through, I gotta do it but now I'm like going through and I'm trying to attack the enemies I'm trying to like jump up and hit one into the other and get more combos or something like that and by the time I got to the final boss I had amassed like 20 lives because I had been like getting so many points and doing that sort of stuff which was quite satisfying if I may say Yeah,
0: I mean uh, for me Bonk's Adventure holds a special place in my heart because it was the first video game I ever beat beginning to end by myself Oh yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah
1: yeah i think it was the same for me yeah
0: like uh i just remember yeah sitting there and uh finally it was like i remember this like a childhood memory is like this waterfall this really really long waterfall that you had to climb mm-hmm. up with bonk and then
1: yep Mhm.
0: at the top you fight like neon dinosaur
1: yes but, you do uh, there was. Do you, I can give you the whole explanation because I seriously just played it like last week. Okay, but you're you're trying to make your way to Evil King Drool's castle. So King Drool is the giant like green neon dinosaur at the end. Evil King Drool, but I think I think the evil is just a moniker that was put on him by the people of that dinosaur kingdom.
0: <laughs> so it might be like a victory is written by the or history is written. History is written
1: by history the victors. Exactly. Uh, It could be. But the waterfall that you're climbing up is actually like you're going up to King Drool's castle. You're going up to the very, very top. You're like climbing the outside barrier and that sort of stuff, going higher and higher and higher. Um, I was actually, like I was watching the game and I was trying to figure out what is the storyline. Right, not just like you're bonk, go fight this guy. Right, it was like I'm trying to like watch, I'm like, okay, what's happening in these levels? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to be experiencing as a player? And I had a bit of a revelation in like the third world. Um, you go into like this, it might be the second one, I'm screwing it up. I think it, no, I think it's the second one. The third one, I think, is ice. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Um but you're uh, yeah, the, you're in the second world, that's what it is. And you actually go through this like village and that sort of stuff, right? And there's all these like houses and things and you're walking through and I'm like, yep, you're just walking through the village. You got to get through the village, you gotta get to the castle. This is the the village where Bonk lives and he's <laughs> finally back and he, now he's here. And uh, actually, I don't like know you're why
0: more of a narrative this this story than there was <laughs> then was place. originally
1: put into the game. I don't know, man. It's it's pretty cool, but you're going through, and I was like, "This is what's happening now." I totally get it, and then you're getting closer and closer to King Druel's castle. And like World Five, you go through this area that starts as like a castle. Um, no, actually, the first level of World 5 is you're on the outside of a building, and you got to be climbing up. I don't know if you remember this level, but it's all brown, right? And there's kind of like green platforms, and you have to climb up, and you have to jump on the little like springs to get up, 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 up to sort of climb this wall. And I'm like Bonk scaling the wall to get into this castle. Obviously that's what's happening. He's going to go, and he's climbing up, and he's invading and going into this castle, right? And I know that Many people are like, yeah, obviously But it's this big revelation I was like, this is the storyline, it's not just level 5 This is the part where Bonk scales The castle wall to get in So he can take down Evil King Drool That's what it is
0: I I feel like we had vastly different uh, Thoughts on the narrative
1: (laughs) Vastly different experiences But this waterfall that you're talking about He, Bonk, climbs up this waterfall Which, by the way, I love that level Because every platform you get to There's another hidden bonus and I think that's, it's great. Um,
0: if you know they're at every platform, could they really be called hidden anymore?
1: <laughs> they're not hidden. I know where they all are. <laughs> um, it's such a, it's such a useless, such a useless skill to know where all of those bonuses are. Like, even something like, let's say you were a kid and you played like the original Super Mario Brothers and you got really super good at doing it. Right? And you could like fly through the levels or something like that. You could show that to people, right? You could put the game up and run through it. People would be really impressed. But if you brought up Bonks Adventure, you're like, man, I'm going to get all the bonuses. People would be like, oh, okay. You've clearly spent a lot of time doing this, but it wouldn't have the same impact as something like Mario Brothers.
0: No, yeah, it's not. They're not going to make The Wizard 2 with. uh... Bonk's Adventure (laughs) No,
1: No, they're really not But when you get up to the top When you get up to the top of the waterfall And it's all orange, do you remember how everything Look orange and there's like orange clouds and things Evil King Drool appears But he's just like a ghost of himself Right, which made me think Maybe he's a wizard Maybe (laughs) as well (laughs) Which is something that I thought Me, last week As I'm playing this, I'm like That makes sense He's a wizard, too.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure in the revisionist history in this prehistoric land, they wouldn't bother to mention that he's a wizard.
1: No, it's nobody knew. Not even Bach knew until he got there saw that he was a wizard.
0: couldn't comprehend King he, he couldn't. Breed.
1: He couldn't figure it out. It was ridiculous. But then he tosses down, Drool tosses down these eggs, and I don't know if you remember, you get into the level and you got to go back and you got to fight all the bosses again, right? Right. Um, because he brings them back to evil mode. I guess I don't. I don't really know what's happening. You fight in the original. Like the first boss is Huey, and that's the name of the boss. He's the big dinosaur, and he's got the like the shell head on top of him, and uh, he like kind of walks back and forth and shoots bubbles out of his nose or something like that. Um, Do you remember that? You remember Huey? Yeah. 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 Who doesn't remember Huey? Uh, But then when you beat him. He's just like a regular guy, and you right, just talk yeah. to him, and he's like, he's like thanks. "Man, sorry about that, man. Thanks, thanks for waking me up." So then, I guess Druel re kidnaps these guys and then re evilizes them, brainwashes them. Someone in the game specifically mentions brainwashed, and I think it's Princess Zaw, who apparently you're trying to save.
0: <laughs> she's like, uh, she's like a. Not a porpoise, but I don't I
1: don't know what she is. She looks really, really close to Lapras from Pokemon. I was yeah,
0: that's I'm with you there. I, I don't know if that's a real sea creature though. <laughs> oh
1: no, no, it's not a real sea creature. Let's use that. She looks very close to like a the Loch Ness monster. Like there a real go. sea yeah, creature. Like a, that's what it is.
0: Now that's more real than Lapras, I think. That's
1: that's <laughs> true. That's that's more real. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know how to describe. Um, unless, story. hold on, hold on. Unless Uh-oh. those people in that murky bog in Scotland saw Lapras.
1: That's what it was. <laughs> Maybe it's just a Lapras that's in Loch Ness. Maybe that's what it is.
0: Maybe that's all the unexplained phenomena. Maybe that's all it is. It's just Pokemon everywhere. I don't know.
1: But um, so, as it turns out, you—if you remember the storyline here—after you save, you resave all of these people, all these bosses in Box Adventure. You got to go and free Princess Zaw, and you have to fight Tractor Head. Do you remember Tractor Head?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Gosh, I, don't I think
0: th- we're getting really detailed on the plot of Box know, Adventure here. I don't know, man.
1: I don't know, man. This is like, I really like, I really like this game. <laughs> it's it's such a dumb game, but I really like it. But it turns out. That it wasn't, it's not any, like, you gotta beat King Drool or save the princess or anything like that. You had to save the lower half of the moon. <laughs> that's what it, that's the goal of the game. King Drool stole the moon, and you have to get it back. So, <laughs> that's all it is. But then, Bonk's revenge. I know you're all thinking, you're like, what about the top half of the moon? Bonk's revenge. <laughs> that's what, what happened.
0: What's Bonk getting revenge for anyway? He beat King
1: Drool. I know. If anything, it should be King Drool's Revenge. <laughs> That's what it really should be. Really? Um, which is actually kind of like a satisfying storyline mechanic. If you think about um, Mario, for example. Did you ever play Super Mario Land on the Game Boy? Yes. And then there was Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. Do you remember that one?
0: Mm-hmm. I played that, like, I think, in a Sears.
1: Yeah. Well, the villain in that game is Wario. And as far as I know, I think Wario was developed as a villain for that game. I can't think of any other games where Wario came beforehand. But the entire storyland of Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins is that Mario has to get his castle back from Wario. Now I know at the time, lots of questions, a, did know Mario had a castle? So what's <laughs> up with that? B, who's Wario, <laughs> right? So a lot of questions there. It's the same thing with Bonk's Adventure, when you're like, oh, what's the game about? Well, Bonk has to get the lower half of the moon back from Evil King Drool. And you're like, okay, who are any of those things? <laughs> but, um, but in after Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, they released Super Mario Land 3, which was the first Wario Land game. And I think I've talked about Wario Land before, and how I like the Wario Land series of games. I believe
0: we talked about it on the Shovel Knight episode.
1: Yeah, like theming, like way long ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, in Wario Land One, you play as Wario, and you have to get your castle. You have to get your own castle, and so you're accumulating money, and it's all about getting more money, which you know relates to the first game. Uh, But it's a nice redemption story. So So, you're right.
0: this has to do with Bonk's revenge.
1: Okay, so this is so what we're saying here is that Bonk's revenge doesn't make any sense. Cause you're right. It would be like Mario coming back for revenge on Wario after he kicked Wario out of the castle, and now Mario's like, Now I'm gonna get my revenge. No, you already kicked him out. If anything, Wario should have revenge, and that's what happens in the third game. That's not what happens in Bonk two. Okay. Bonk gets more revenge (laughs) I don't know you're right I don't know why he's seeking vengeance at all no idea no idea let's
0: let's try and talk about some of the other games do you want to (laughs) talk about some of the other games (laughs)
1: other than Boggs Adventure (laughs) alright man if you want I guess that's fine (laughs) <laughs> what a, let me go on a Google and look up other TurboGrafx games. I mean,
0: it was a strange business choice for them to release only two games for the TurboGrafx-16.
1: Yeah, it was super weird of them, man. I wonder why they're not making games anymore. <laughs> Alright, okay, well, what what would you like to talk about now? What's a What's a game that you can talk about? Uh, uh, aggressively, aggressively.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can talk aggressively about Ninja Spirit, but I can talk a little bit about it.
1: Okay, Ninja Spirit. I have I downloaded Ninja Spirit on the Wii Virtual Console, and I I have barely played it. So what what happens with Ninja Spirit?
0: Well, okay. So there's this guy, and mm-hmm. he dies. Okay. And you, the player, are playing as his son. Okay. And you have to kill like, eight hundred ninjas.
1: <laughs> That's it. Who, who collectively were responsible for the death of your father?
0: None of them were responsible. It was a bolt of lightning.
1: <laughs> but these are the guys. These are the guys who like, who like found the lightning, right?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to tell.
1: It's hard to tell.
0: <laughs> In the first level, you fight Asura. Okay. Which is the six-armed god of wrath.
1: That's an appropriate start of the game.
0: And he's really tall. He's, like, as tall as the screen. It's okay. pretty It's pretty sweet. Yeah. And, like, the whole game is just you fight ninjas and then you fight, like, demons at the end of each level. Okay. And uh, right. you get some cool powers. You get, like, clones that'll walk around with you.
1: Yeah, I remember that. They kind of... Don't they... I seem to remember, like, stopping, and they'd stop behind you, even if they were in midair.
0: That's right. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> they just uh, follow your path, and then they'll, like, if you stop moving, they'll stay in that spot.
1: <laughs> they'll just stop moving, too. Which nice. is really
0: handy against that first boss, because you just jump up really high in the air, and then mm-hmm. if you have two clones, the second clone will hang up at the zenith of your flight, mm-hmm. and then you can just, like, whack... Asura on the head with the sword over and over again until he
1: falls mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Without even moving the main character at all.
0: No, yeah, you can just keep him planted in one spot and he, his sword attack will deflect any projectiles that come at him while the clone does all the work up above.
1: <laughs> that's what I do with my clones. I put them to work.
0: You should. I mean, that's what Multiplicity taught us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what it was. Man, I liked Multiplicity. I don't know if I should...
0: So in Ninja that. Spirit, uh, <laughs> one, one of my childhood memories is that uh, the level three boss totally frightened me, uh, Okay. in no small part because your character's death screen is so wailing and anguished. <laughs> it sounds so weird coming through the, the sound <laughs> processor on a 16-bit system. Right. Like, uh, maybe I'll just get a sound sample. It's like... <gasps> And there's, like, this little mournful tune that plays in the background. And that... If you got the volume turned up, that was really scary.
1: <laughs> really, like, oh, I can't die. This is hurting me as a person.
0: Because the level 3 boss is, like, twice as tall as you. And he's also a dude. He's not, like, a monster. He's just, like, oh. a guy.
1: Oh, he's just a dude. Man, that's a scary moment when you get into a game and there's a guy who's the same size as you. And you're, like, oh, this guy's going to be good.
0: And, and, like, with him, he just... You have to play this, like, game of chicken where you kind of lure him to the edge of the screen and then, like, jump over him, and he has, mm-hmm. lure him back because your front attacks won't hit him. You have to hit him from above. But if you mm-hmm. don't jump right, he'll cut you from above, and you get... <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's tragic. Is it, like, a one-hit kill sort of thing? Like, if you get hit once, you're dead? Or do you have, like, some life or something?
0: You have, on regular attacks, you have, a like, a health bar, but on the boss attacks, it's one hit. Wow.
1: That's a lot. That's rough.
0: And when I was uh, practicing, well, practicing, preparing uh, for this, I was replaying, and I got to... In level four, there's, like, this really cheap boss where it's just two blocks, Mm -hmm. and they'll squash you.
1: Just, like... Just, like... Yeah, like... Just blocks?
0: Just, like, bricks. Just, like, giant stones or whatever. Oh, Okay. And and so the rule, I mean, is if you're caught between them, you're squashed, which is, okay, I'm with you. Yeah, two
1: bricks, you can squash, yeah.
0: But they can also move through each other on the the one plane you have.
1: I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Three-dimensional objects occupying the same point in space. Doesn't make any sense, man.
0: And if you're standing next to one, and then the other block moves through you in your direction, when it comes through, it'll count that as being between them and you die
1: <laughs> which is pretty lame to me that is pretty lame that is super lame that's that is unfortunate so that is unfortunate
0: then i switched to like the, you have like a bomb weapon and you throw the bomb and he dies in like 15 seconds oh so. oh yeah okay so that's i was trying to like cut the, the brick which i guess if you think about it if you're trying to cut a giant brick with a sword and then you just try and throw bombs at it one is better than the other
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense That makes sense
0: So we'll say 50% of the, of the blame goes to the game 50% to me
1: <laughs> Well, as long as you're sharing the blame You're sharing the blame with each other Thank you. Ninja Spirit, well, that makes me want to go back Because I already have that game That makes me want to go back and like try it out again Play it again Because um, I want to see this terrifying death scream <laughs> Relive the nightmares of your childhood, I guess
0: Thank you Thank you. Yeah. Finally, someone besides my therapist.
1: Finally, <laughs> finally. I don't know. Um, what's next? What do you want? To, do you want to talk about Airzonk? Yeah, let's talk about Airzonk. Airzonk. I loved Airzonk too. Um, Airzonk.
0: If you want to talk was... about the progression from Bonk's Adventure to Bonk's Revenge. Yeah.
1: Can you tell well, me when... about the
0: progression from Bonk's Revenge to Airzok?
1: I I don't even know what the progression was. I don't know how it happened, but Airzonk is like no, actually, I kinda know, because it happens in the intro of Airzonk. Okay? okay. So uh Airzonk is like kinda like a robotic flying electric version of Bonk. Um, which is ridiculous. But according to the introduction animation of Airzonk, Bonk stands on top of a tower, puts on glasses, and then turns into Airzonk as a result of it. And that's it. <laughs> That's all that happens. (laughs) Great. Yeah. So in Airzonk, you pretty much... It's like a side-scrolling sort of shooter. Um, I don't know what games I would compare it to. Maybe it's pretty similar to something like Xevious or um, Raiden or something like that. For anyone Um, who's
0: played it, it's probably very similar to Parodius. Um, it's It's kind of a sillier... Horizontal shoot him up.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, I don't know Parodius myself, but I'll take your word for it. Um, but uh, you play as Arizonk, which is just, you know, lightning bonk, and you shoot different things, right? You shoot different, like enemies that show up. Um, and you get different powers, and you can shoot different other stuff. You can get, like, electricity. You can get big boomerangs that go out. Uh, my favorite one was when you get a deck of cards, yeah. and you just shoot cards haphazardly across the screen. Um, that was fun. But you also get to choose, like, your buddy who's going to be your buddy for the level. And Bonks got, like,. He's got an eclectic
0: bunch of friends
1: Yeah, he's got a bunch of crazy friends Like one of them is a a big giant missile And the other one is like another tractor One of them looks like just like a gumball machine One of them is just like a baseball (laughs) So, um, but you pick which one of your buddies that you want And then in the level, if you get like a big smiley face Your buddy shows up to help you out, right? And who also like shows up and shoots people on the screen And then, if you get another big smiley face, you and your buddy join together in, like, a weird hybrid. And you go, like, you're completely invincible, and the whole screen goes crazy, and you shoot and destroy everything, and it's totally crazy. Like, if you pick the tractor, and you join together with the tractor, you just shoot flames out in front of you and destroy everything. Uh, If you turn into... If you pick the baseball, and you join together with the baseball... Bonk turns into like a pitcher and he actually like winds up and just starts throwing baseballs at people really, really rapidly, which is goofy, but it's super, super silly. I said it's goofy, but it's silly. It's goofy and it's silly. Uh, but it's fun. Uh, I have no idea what the storyline is for this one. No idea. I mean, obviously he put glasses on and turns into Erzok. I don't think that anyone can dispute that. Right. But I don't even remember what the end boss of the game is, because I think I died like constantly in the game.
0: I died a lot, too. I think on maybe easy, I made it to the <laughs> final boss a few times, and I would always get my, my butt kicked.
1: Yeah, it's... It, i remember like i could do the first level right and then to do the final boss you get warped into this like really crazy area with the the whole backgrounds flying by you super fast and you fight this like giant crazy guy who's like shooting out like all sorts of like chains and things at you and all that sort of stuff oh yeah it's a pirate ship yeah it's like a giant pirate ship. yeah it's a pirate ship i don't yeah a pirate ship that's it um, and I think maybe the second level or something, it looks like it's kind of like a city that's inside of like a dome or something and you're fighting a whole city. There's one level later on when you go through like the garbage dump and you fight like a big trash pile, uh, which is really weird. There's one a high thing...
0: school stadium you go through.
1: There's a high school stadium. Or maybe
0: a fu- maybe it's a regular football stadium.
1: Some sort of some sort of stadium. I have no idea. No idea. But one thing that I think was really, really funny about the game is your buddy would show up, right? And if your buddy took damage, they wouldn't just, like, die or disappear, they would start smoking, right? Like, smoke would come out, and then they would just, like, start crashing, like, slowly with smoke coming out of them, and they wouldn't be shooting anymore, because they'd be dying. But they wouldn't disappear they just like stay on the screen dying for like three minutes which really i think the point of that was to give you an opportunity to get another big smiley so you could like save them and like join together or something but (laughs) just watching them pathetically like like careen down and like kind of just smoke and just spiral around you i always thought was really really funny
0: so, Cliff, we're at about uh, 45 minutes. Uh, so <laughs> we yeah, so... Four games you, on the TurboGrafx-16. This is...
1: its It was naive. It was naive of us to... I mean, it's mostly my fault. <laughs> we'll take the blame for this. But it's naive of us to be like, let's do a single podcast on the video game system that defined our childhood. <laughs> right.
0: Should we do a multi-part podcast episode, two episodes on Bonk's Adventure?
1: I, th- I think we should in the storyline, because I have only begun to scratch the surface of Bonk's Revenge. Should we change <laughs> like,
0: the name of the podcast to So Many Bonks? So
1: many, we should. If I if you remember earlier, I said that by the end of the game, I had 20 Bonks, so I was doing pretty well.
0: I, I think that qualifies as so many.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I think that we should definitely come back and talk about TurboGrafx Games again, because we haven't even covered things like Chu Man Foo. We haven't talked about JJ and Jeff, which, as we have discussed several times, (laughs) is hilarious. We haven't talked about something like Crater Maze, when you play as a guy who digs holes in the ground and then buries his enemies on top of the hole. That's
0: monstrous. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then if you have the turbo switch on, you can dig holes incredibly fast, and that's Crater Maze. Um, And then there's other games (laughs) as well. There's lots of other games I'm sure I could talk about.
0: Yeah, there are other games, yeah, I'd love to talk about um, Blazing Lasers, mm-hmm. Keith Courage and Alpha Zone.
1: <laughs> Keith Courage, yep. Uh,
0: the TV sports sports games.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yep, yep.
0: Yeah, and, and then, uh, yeah, let's definitely, I guess this went pretty well, so we'll cut it, <laughs> at least this part of the... Turbo Graphics talk here, and then we'll come back in another episode. We'll come right? back
1: and do Turbo Graphics Part Two at some time, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I mean there are only like 94 games for the Turbo Graphics, so I don't know how many parts we can, pull, you know, squeeze out. But well, let's see how many how
1: many games did we talk about today? We talked about Ninja Spirit, we talked about Bonk, and we talked about Air Zonk.
0: So four so, games.
1: Okay, so
0: 94.
1: If like You mm-hmm. a... do that. So it's pretty. Twenty three. pretty close right? to. Yeah, I think that that's twenty three games or twenty three podcasts we could get out of that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm alright with that. Okay, we can
1: <laughs> we can do that. Good. 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 Well, nice. Uh, normally, this is the part in the podcast where we do like a final thoughts, uh, but uh, I don't think that I should say any final thoughts for fear of it taking another twenty minutes. I'll
0: <laughs> well, just. Uh, I guess I would say that uh, with your childhood, with our child, childhoods, we didn't, you know, really get to pick what system we had, <laughs> and this was sort of what we got. Um, mm-hmm. But there was a lot of charm in these games, and mm-hmm. I don't think they hold up quite as well as many of the Mario games, or even some of like the Genesis games, some of the Sonics. But uh, for us, this is like what. This was the template for how we viewed video games, and then everything else after that is based on this.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good that's a really good way of saying that. You know, everybody else had Mario or Sonic, and then we had Bonk, or we had uh, Keith Courage, or we had the main character from the Legendary Axe. <laughs> oh,
0: yes, good old Axe Man. <laughs> so good I was really looking for an excuse to put that Keith Courage comic up but I'll save that for the next time we discuss
1: when we talk about about Keith Courage that sounds good
0: (laughs) and with that that brings this episode of So Many Bits to a close Uh, next episode
1: uh,
0: I think we're going to try and talk about Earthbound some more
1: yeah we'll probably do Earthbound Part 2 next time
0: and uh, I'm not sure hopefully we'll get up to like the the fourth or fifth Soundstone maybe farther we'll Mm -hmm. see how it goes
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh, we can be reached by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at so many bits. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. Subscribe to us on iTunes, rate review, or listen to us on SoundCloud. And last but not least, please check out the rest of the Second Wind Collective for other podcasts. Support independent art. The spirit of Dell compels you. And with that, uh, I think there's no better way to. And this, then, with
1: (laughs) with Bill Bill tilting his Wii controller in front of the camera. Nice tilt.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I I you know again. Well, I I've said what I need to say on that.